0: Of the great Jason Jones. You hear Sam Amick on with us all all the time. Our friends Jason, Matt Barrows. So many others that make up the uh, Athletic, uh, which is uh, my favorite sports website. Go to theathletic.com. They always have phenomenal, uh, phenomenal deals for you. It always makes a a good present, too. Uh, I get my son a subscription each and every year, and he absolutely loves it. Puts the app on his phone. It's easy to navigate. Uh, And joining us right now. Uh, he, 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 I was gonna say he beats the King. He, he is the King's beat writer, if you will. And so much more for the athletic, the one, the only, the legendary, the slim, the debonair, the handsome
1: Jason Jones. <laughs> Good morning. I'm not sure who you introduced, but good morning.
0: No, <laughs> oh, man, I'm proud of you. Seriously, as somebody who uh, tackles with uh, myself, middle-aged uh, uh, stomach issues, you've been on a journey over the last few years, and I haven't seen you in a while because of COVID and all that. So this will be embarrassing if you fell off the wagon, but uh, you have—you've uh, obviously put a lot of work and a lot of uh, effort and a lot of discipline into uh, your health. And uh, I don't know, guys, don't compliment guys enough. I think uh, yeah. I'm- well,
1: I appreciate it. Probably. Yeah, I'm down I think 25 during the during the pandemic. So
0: look at you. You were already and you were already. I remember. I remember seeing you. You're not going to remember this. I remember seeing you on the concourse in Cleveland, and I know this was long enough ago because Demarcus was still playing for the team, and and I hadn't seen you in a while. And Jason, where did you go? And and that that was then. <laughs> if you're down another 25 plus since the pandemic, dude. My goodness gracious, slow down, bro.
1: No, I'll, I'll try. Yeah, I'll try.
0: <laughs> Is it more exercise or more diet?
1: Uh, more exercise. You know, I couldn't go. To, you know, the gyms were all closed. I would start running again, and running kind of helped.
0: Well, running. Oh, running. Oh, god. I hate running.
1: All right. I'm, I'm
0: getting an exercise bike today, so I'm.
1: I'm, I'm okay. I've, I've yeah. got health on my yeah. mind. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have space for a bike, but you know, I can just go outside, you know, get a little yeah. jog again, clear my mind, and. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to
0: be a uh, it's going to be a
1: laundry hanger here in about 6 months.
0: I I'm, I'm just worried about yeah. that. Jason, you had a uh, great article. Uh, I believe it came out yesterday mm-hmm. on uh the I I really enjoyed you delving into the coaching staff and the players. Now listen, nobody's saying Luke Walton's coach of the year and Grant Popovich and Phil Jackson incarnate, but uh, Luke's taken a lot of lumps and, 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 and some of them deserved over uh, his his tenure. He, he's just a little over a full season, 90 uh, something games with this team. Uh, but it, 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 it sounds like if I got the gist of your article, correct, uh, you got some very frank answers out of players, especially buddy who's uh, as you mentioned, uh, wouldn't even return Luke's phone calls
1: in the off season.
0: It really? Speaking to Luke's growth uh, as a coach, I thought that was very insightful.
1: Yeah, and I think when it's coming from Buddy, you know, it's not coming from one of those, you know, P- you know PR or just media talk. I don't think Buddy has the ability <laughs> to uh, yeah. kind of put on put on a show just for the media, so you know it's sincere. And even you know before this season, even through last season, the guy that I'll tell you that Luke was not their problem. You know, you know, even as they were struggling and, you know, I know people thought that maybe he was too soft on them. He'd ask guys on the side. They're like, no, he's on us in practice. It's just that Luke's, Luke's kind of style, he'd rather take all the hits for the players publicly rather than go out there and just, you know, lay into his players. So it's nice to kind of see those same guys come out and say, you know what, hey, this staff has really stood by us and done a good job and, you know, didn't throw us into the bus and let us try to figure some things out.
2: Jason Jones from The Athletic joining us this morning. You know, it it was pretty much a revelation by Buddy in kind of putting that out there. Is that more or less what Buddy is saying, something you think that the team has really kind of accepted way more than we have seen? Because, you know, a lot of this last year started out with just how poorly the team played and there just became this narrative that Luke was this bad coach. But it seemed like Luke's always been a player's first coach and that there was a lot of guys that were had bought in last year. Do you think it's more or less just paying dividends now?
1: I think so because, I mean, like I said, no matter what happened last year, outside of Buddy being, like, you know, openly mad, you didn't have this locker room full of guys who didn't like Luke. I mean, it was a lot different than when, when Dave Jaeger was still the coach. Even as they were playing well, those guys didn't like Dave. They just didn't like him, as a you know, personally. And you don't you never got that sense with Luke. I mean, you know, you look at the way last season began, you know, the whole deadman thing doesn't work. Luke goes you know, Luke realizes it's not gonna work. He goes to Rashad Holmes after five games. You know, he does he makes the move with Buddy, you know, la wow, it seems crazy to say last year, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he makes that move last January and the team plays better and you know, I think people underestimate in a locker room what that does to the whole group, and they see that the coach is willing to to do that for the betterment of the team. And I think, yeah, he never he, he never lost the locker room. You never got this sense guy saying, you know what? Oh, here comes this guy. You know, I think Buddy was the guy who wasn't happy last year, but then again, even with Buddy, you know, it wasn't like Buddy's a guy where you say he's going to destroy the team because he's not happy so i just think luke you know luke's approach with even with buddy was you know what buddy's gonna work hard no matter what there's not going to be an issue with him and i'm going to let buddy figure things out so i mean i just think his approach has been good for these guys because like i said a couple of years ago they're three four games above 500 and they can't stand their coach jason
0: jones with us i, I think that's an interesting little comparison you're making right here was it Would it be because, by the way, and I agree with everything, everything you're saying is gospel, you know, and and I wonder if at some point it was the players and maybe not all, but for the most, a lot of players did not uh, enjoy Dave Yeager personally, but I'm not sure that there was ever really a doubt as to whether or not he knew how to coach, whereas with Luke, I feel like it's. They never didn't enjoy him personally. Always ex player, low key guy, Phil Jackson, Steve Kerr disciple. Always enjoyed him, but the opposite. Maybe they just weren't quite sure he could coach. So it seems like almost a tale of two opposites.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone ever thought Dave couldn't coach. Like you said, it was it was honestly just all personality driven with Dave they just a lot of those guys just didn't click with Dave's personality and that included the front office which is why he really right. got fired what you know you know it was a organizational we don't like Dave's personality thing And I think with Luke like you said I think it was you know part of it was I felt like last season Luke was almost too into trying to make sure you know they did what Vlade wanted to see in mm-hmm. terms of let's focus on the half court offense let's slow it down some you know, and I think this and I think this season, you're just seeing Luke just coach. I mean, he comes into a situation with a new GM. People assume he's getting fired anyway. So, why not go out there and, you know, just coach and do your job, and whatever happens is going to happen. So, I think in a lot of ways, you're going to see a – you are seeing a better version of him just because he's got nothing to lose.
0: Well, and and to your point, Jason, and kind of leading into this, uh, I had Luke on Thursday, recorded him, and – We had a conversation uh, before I hit record and, and to his credit, you know, a lot of coaches and players say, yeah, I don't pay attention to social media. I don't, to his credit, he, when I brought up the whole Bagley dad thing, he had no idea. This was last Thursday. He had no idea. He had no idea what, what had happened. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, Oh my God, you really aren't on social media. That's, kind of cool yeah and then you know i don't want to tell tales out of school i know you don't either but let me let me find a delicate way to put it to your point uh whatever luke was dealing with last year i feel like whether it's monty as a buffer whether it's vlade being gone it seems like luke is getting a lot how do i say this he's getting a lot less noise from above him even beyond the front office, and that's something that was kind of an undercurrent last year,
1: right? Yeah, I like I said, it's almost like there's a freedom now. Right there's, there's there's not there's not as many people with their hand, and they're well, you know, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And not to say that Luke, that Vlade told Luke what to do. Like it wasn't like Vlade was drawing up plays, you know. But there, I, I do believe there's, there's just a different you no. Know, feel about this about the way things are going even though we are on zoom and can't really be around them right. even that you can see it on the court you can just see that you know people forget last season De'Aaron did get better last season with Luke mm-hmm. and now you see it taking another step you know you see what's happened with Rashawn you see Harrison playing better and I think most people around the league would tell you this is not exactly the most you know talent latent deep roster you know, it wasn't like they went out and signed a bunch of, you know, two or three impact guys in the off season. You So, you know, they you know, they, they hit in the draft with Tyrese Hassan, giving them some good moments. But in a lot of ways, this is a lot of the same team that Luke is you know, making work. And when things went bad in January, he didn't panic. I mean, I think if he would have started benching guys or doing, you know, changing things up, no one would have blamed him. But he didn't panic. He said, we're going to just, you know, these guys are working hard. Like I said, I think after the Clipper game in L.A. was the one time where you could tell he was frustrated with the group. But outside of that, you know, even if it makes him look bad in the press conference and the fans are like, oh, this is this is terrible, say something. He just, I think the way he protects those guys that they're respected and they go out and play for him.
2: Jason Jones from The Athletic joining us. Uh, I want to build on that a little bit because I think the one thing with the players on the roster, and you mentioned it, you know, he had pretty much this core group last year as well. But it seems like guys are holding each other accountable more. That being the players, do you credit you know Luke kind of switching philosophies a little bit with guys being able to hold themselves accountable, or is that just more growth as guys are getting older in the league?
1: I think a lot of it is a, is a growth. I think part, you know part of it is Luke also stepping back and letting those guys figure some of that out. Even in a in a world where a lot of us were you know didn't want to you know give these guys time to figure it out. You know, he he understands that with a guy like De'Aaron, De'Aaron's still 23. He's still, you know, he's still figuring it out. And so much of what the team was going to do was, you know, dependent on De'Aaron. So I think he, you know, he let them kind of see, you know, let them figure out what's the best way to hold each other accountable. I know De'Aaron early in his career struggled with that in the sense of one time he told me, how am I going to yell at that guy? That's Vince Carter. I can't tell Vince Carter what to do. <laughs> right. You know, (laughs) you know. So early in his career, that was you know. So he's he's really had to grow into that. I think it's helped that Tyrese walks in the building with that already. You know, I think you know having another voice in the court has helped. But you're starting to see some of those guys, you know, take some accountability. You know, like I said, Buddy. You know, him saying point out his. You know, you know, this a year ago, you Buddy was not talking like this a year ago. Mm -hmm. You know, a year ago, Buddy was just like no. them, them, them. There was no, what about, what am I doing wrong? And you, like I said, Buddy sounds different. You know, he's not having the same statistical season, but I think no one questions his effort and his importance to the team. So I just think it's it's all part of the evolution. I know the Kings have been what, in some version of a rebuild since, wow, forever. But right. <laughs> you you, you, you kind of have to go through this. And I would remind people, you can't hold the last 14, 15 years against Luke or De'Aaron or Monty. They've you know they've only been around for a couple of years, or in Monty's case, a few months. So try, I you know as hard as it is, try to separate, you know, 2006, 2008, all that from this group and see what this group is doing. And I and I, I think they're making progress.
0: Jason Jones of the Athletic with us. So we were talking a little bit earlier, and I know this is getting way ahead of of things, but now all of a sudden it seems like Monty McNair has uh, good problems on the table uh, going in. You felt like with Rashawn Holmes being an unrestricted at the end of the year, and now Holmes is having a career year, uh, you had Barnes and Buddy, you you figured easy money would be one or both are gone uh, by the end of the year. Uh, And and now, all of a sudden, I mean, I was saying to, to Jay, I don't know that, you know, we're talking about trading and clearing space for draft capital. Now you know If they maintain this, Jason, I, I don't know if one of the decisions Monty's going to have to make is, well, hold on a second. Maybe do we take our draft capital and go the opposite and maybe package it with a buddy or somebody else and bring in another big player? It seems like they've gone from uh, or, or could be going from, uh, hey, we're trying to shore up for a playoff run in the next couple of years to, nope, we want to make a playoff run this year. We're going to bring in help.
1: Yeah, and it's going to put money in, in, in a kind of a tough spot. Yeah. If they keep this up, and you get near the trading deadline, if you don't do anything, it just says, you know what, we really didn't expect this, and <laughs> That's right, we're really, you know, and we really didn't have any intention of winning this year. And I think if that happens, it gives guys like Luke, you know, a pass on. Well, we didn't, you know, we're, you can say, you know what, we did all we could, and we got no help. You know, and I think it's going to – if they keep this up, you got. You really got to consider, you know, maybe it's not about, you know, getting one of these, these guys in the 2021 draft. It's about let's go ahead and push through and, and and really actually change the culture and try to make the playoffs. And I think that's the only way the culture changes is if these guys experience legit success. I don't think you can continue to, you know, directly or indirectly send a message that we, we don't mind losing and expect things to change.
2: And I guess that that, you know, kind of building on that, I guess that's just a difficult question at hand. You know, watching the Celtics game, for instance, I mean, the Celtics broadcast crew was like salivating the idea of adding Harrison Barnes. And the reason why I think this is such going to be an interesting conundrum is by all accounts, the trade deadline, there's not going to be a lot of availability. So a guy like Barnes, all of a sudden, not just because of how he's playing, but when there's a lack of available talent on the market, that's going to drive his value up. Do you think in your mind even if the team is winning if there is like a offer out there for a Harrison Barnes that's going to get you significant draft capital back that McNair and their long term, you know, goal for this franchise that's still going to take over rather than making for a playoff push this year?
1: I I probably I would lean toward that it would just because it, you, you know if they're say, you know, in the you no know, 6 spot, that's one thing, but if they're in that kind of play in situation, maybe you just say, you know, what? Maybe we can still hang around in ninth or tenth and still make this move, you know, to, to free the you know the salary space and try to you know build for the future. Just because like I said, you know, if De'Aaron keeps this up, you know, you know Tyrese keeps this up, you've got you've got a real good young core. So I mean, you have to look at everything, and I don't think a move, any move they make is going to turn them, you know, into a title contender. But conversely, unless you are dumping De'Aaron and Tyrese and Harrison at the same time. They're not going to be bad enough to be like a top three lottery team. So you just got to have to figure out, you know, well, what exactly fits best for us, and what are we trying to do? And I think in about a month, if they keep the, if they keep playing at this level, not winning seven out of eight, if you're if you're around five hundred, a little bit above it, the way the West is shaping out, you know, you don't to have to really you know weigh that heavily. And then like like I said, weigh that with your locker room as well. You know, what does that do to those guys if they're playing well and then you trade Buddy or Harrison? You know, you know, how do those guys take it? And I think you, you, know, we've seen that before. That when they traded Demarcus; those guys were furious. Iman Shumpert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys were; those guys were not happy. It was, you know. So I don't think you want to go through all that again. Even though Monty wasn't here for that, so maybe he did, that that doesn't play in his mind. But those guys on that team remember that. They remember, hey, we were doing good, and then, you know, he might not have fit the stereotypical version of a leader. But so the, for those guys, Iman was a leader. So, I mean, you got to weigh all that in. I wouldn't be shocked if they still made a move like that, but it'll be interesting to see if they do that. How that just plays out with the guys on the team, like a De'Aaron, a Tyrese guys who are who really don't want playing for a draft pick. They want to get in the playoffs.
0: Do you? Because I this is the same game I try to play, Jason. When you're writing or talking, when I'm talking and, and trying to look in the crystal ball. Do you <clears throat> do you know enough yet to have a read on Monty? I try to look at his, his who he's a disciple of, and, and Sam and 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 uh, and Daryl and that group, and and what try to model after what Houston did. But you know, do you get a feel? Does he does he seem like a guy that's going to be emotionless and? And uh and, and cutthroat and make the right moves regardless of uh where they're at right now. I mean, are you or because 'cause I'm asking Jason because it's a coin flip for me. I truly don't know what the heck Monty's gonna do.
1: I don't either. And I mean I think I have an idea, you know, but you don't know. I mean you do look at the Houston thing and I say I look at Houston and say, you know what? Outside of the White Howard, almost all their big moves were trades. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, you think along those lines, but he also never had a team with guys this young, kind of, you know, coming up, you know. So I mean, it's it's hard it's hard to gauge, but I do I know the main thing Monty's big on is having flexibility, having the ability to, you know, kind of make a move when it's time. So so you don't want to tie up a lot of stuff. But I know with this season, one of the big things was seeing. You know who who can play the style of play they want to see, who you who you think fits in long term. Kind of sorting all that out, and then you want to be competitive at the same time. So if they remain competitive, and there's you know you're seeing guys like the Aaron, you know, Ty, you know all those guys do fit. It just becomes a question of okay, do we go all in to try to get in this year, or do we just let it play out? And if we don't get in, it's okay. And I think it, you know I know what the coaching staff is going to do. They're going to try to get in because you know it's, it sounds good to say, "Well, we're just trying to you know play for the future." But you know, at the end of the day, that's Luke's record. That's Alvin. That's Rex. So those guys will. You know, those guys won't. Those guys want to be around to see it turn around. They don't want to be the guys who say, "You know what? It all turned around after we got fired." Well, to
0: Jason's point and what we've been talking about, Monty's got a lot of decisions to make, personnel-wise. Not the least of which uh, this summer, depending on how this team goes, is going to be. Uh, do I put my own coach in, or uh, do we retain Luke Walton? Is he taking things in the right direction? Jason Jones writes for The Athletic. Check out his latest article, uh, not just on the coaching staff, but also uh, the players and how they feel about how they're being coached as we continue uh, this wonderful ride, which hopefully will continue tonight, versus uh, Philadelphia Golden One Center, 7 p.m. 10, 5.30, pregame, right here on KHDK, and go to com to read Jason, Sam, Matt, and all our friends at here here on the uh, station each uh, and every week. Jason, I appreciate you getting up, man. Congratulations on the uh, physical transformation and uh, all the good writing you do for The Athletic. We always appreciate it when you come on, my man.
1: Yeah, appreciate any Anytime, guys. Take care.